1: Okay, new thing. In honor of Major League Baseball and the Players Union, their meeting today only lasting seven minutes. We're gonna record a seven minute podcast. Cool. Yeah, it you? makes sense. Why cause why why even talk? Why even get into anything if it's just seven minutes? Why don't we just hang out? God, I hated that. I kind of want to set a timer like here. I'm going to start a stopwatch right now, and I'm going to let the people know when we get to seven minutes to tell you how long that conversation between Major League Baseball and the Union was before they go on lockout. Is it even fair to call it a conversation?
0: I don't think so. Like, No conversations that last 10 minutes? Isn't that the criteria? Maybe there's no criteria. Anything under 15 minutes could have been an email. Could have been an email. That's the big thing about Zoom stuff. It's like, couldn't this meeting just have been an email? Couldn't that have just been an email? You probably could have wrote that in seven minutes.
1: Hey, Brian Kelly's departure uh, thing. Did you watch the video of Brian Kelly talking to Notre Dame earlier today?
0: I have been so out of the college football sphere. I'm even getting NFL stuff for tomorrow's football. I'm like, how can we even talk about the NFL right now when baseball is so insane?
1: Yeah, I I hear you. Listen, I did budget um, about three minutes worth of my time this morning to watch Brian Kelly's farewell address to all the guys he recruited to play at Notre Dame because it was only three minutes. And I needed to know what he said in three minutes to, to like his team that he just fully abandoned. I'm going to start the timer and we're going to dive into free agent frenzy part bajillion. And also the very, very, very beginnings of the lockout. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm starting the timer for seven minutes. Fair. Now, okay, let's start by just talking about the big thing that broke right before we hit record on this. Marcus Stroman's going to the Cubs. Does that make any sense to you, Peter?
0: Marcus Stroman to the Cubs doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and I'll tell you why. So if I take you back to the trade deadline, when they gave up Javier Baez, when they gave up Chris Bryant, when they gave up Anthony Rizzo, the players that returned in that deal – We heard, and that they were similar to a Kevin Alcantara, Pico Armstrong, these are all young 18-year-olds. So any normal fan would come away from that thinking, all right, it's rebuild time. And that's okay if it's rebuild time. How did they get to the World Series? They rebuilt it through their system. So that's why I thought, okay, the Cubs aren't going to sign any big names. I know Jed Hoyer, their GM, said that they might be involved. But then they go ahead and sign Marcus Stroman. We don't know how much money yet. But I'm, I'm confused. I don't understand why they would make this deal. Does it make them better? Absolutely. Did they already get Wade Miley? Maybe they're starting to think, you know what? The Rafael Ortegas of the world, the Schwindels, the Wisdoms. Maybe this is a good enough team to compete in the NL Central Because there's not that many good teams in the NL Central, especially with the Cardinals losing out on Stroman now. What are the Cardinals going to do? So,
1: I'm still just – I'm trying to talk it out because I simply just don't get it. I mean, listen, I think the Cardinals control their own destiny in this division. The Brewers' pitching staff is exceptional, but they haven't made any moves on offense. So, it's a great pitching staff and one of the worst offenses in baseball. The Cardinals are the most well-rounded. No, I was only going to say about the Brewers, too, about that offense. It wasn't good. And then they lost
0: Avisel Garcia. They lost Eduardo Escobar too. So it was already not that good. And it's only getting worse. Yeah. And they don't have a farm. They don't have a farm at all. It's one of the
1: worst farm systems in baseball. So like the the Cardinals are well-rounded, but they're getting older. Yachty and Wainwright coming back to play an important piece. I mean, they are old. They're full-blown old. And they were old in 2021. They performed in 2021, but they're old now the Reds just lost one of their two big boppers and Castellanos or so we think Castellanos apparently okay. Waiting until after the lockout's done Castellanos, Correa, Chris Bryant seem like the three that are pretty content waiting until this lockout subsides, you get to go again and ramping up for spring training. That's when those three might make a decision here, but the Reds don't have Castellanos. The pirates still suck, although they're getting (laughs) somewhat exciting. I mean, the Cubs, like that offense was bad. It yeah. didn't suck, and I no, th- it didn't suck. Right? Like I think they're banking on a bad offense becoming somewhat okay, and then say Stroman has a good year, say Kyle Hendricks has a good year, say Albert Alzali turns a corner, say Braylon Marquez is good. Like there Wade are Miley, yeah. some things that could come about for the Cubs. I guess.
0: I mean, I'm sitting, I'm watching you, and if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see Jack's
1: face right now, but we're both kind of like, we don't believe what we're saying, though, in a way. Well, status report here, we just hit the halfway mark of this meeting between Major League Baseball and and the Players Union, so we're at three and a half minutes. Um, I'm I'm saying all that, like... Everything needs to work out perfectly according to plan for the Cubs to be in a winning window while Stroman is there. I mean, they definitely didn't sign him for eight years. They probably signed him for four, four or five, maybe year four, year five of that contract when Stroman is older, like 35 years old, 36 years old. That's when they start their winning window. It like I'm saying all these things with, you know, like 80 percent of my being knowing that this was Weird and like, I think ill advised. The thing is, by itself, the Stroman
0: deal is ill advised, but maybe the Cubs have been connected to Chris Bryant. Maybe they do actually go get Chris Bryant. Maybe they do make some more moves. Arm tweeted it out this deal doesn't make sense unless the Cubs add like six more guys. You know what? Maybe they are. Maybe they see something that we don't necessarily see, but
1: I can't see it. So I'm just sitting here confused. You know, this is so unique because at this stage of free agency, everybody's still supposed to be available and like nobody's available anymore it's it's Correa it's Bryant it's Castellanos but Seeger's already off the board Semien's already off the board Baez is already off the board Chris Taylor sounds like he's off the board of the Dodgers we got to talk about that one right now too but I mean there are a lot of people that are off because I think there was some serious um, it, it, almost like hesitancy of what's to come there was there was almost this sense of paranoia from players, from agents, maybe from teams, that things are going to change and structure is going to get out of whack, and they just wanted to do something that they were familiar with, and that was sign under the current CBA.
0: And another player that um, that you didn't mention that's not off the board yet is a guy like Freddie Freeman. Yeah, and that's the most one of the most interesting conversations because I feel like, and just to even take it off the field for a second, if you're Freddie Freeman, the person, doesn't it kind of feel like? Your girlfriend of 10 years your that you got married to is now talking to other guys like a Matt Olson. How do you feel if you're Freddie Freeman? I'm thinking if I'm Freddie Freeman and I just won a championship with the Braves, I've given them every single ounce of my soul. I'm basically the new Chipper Jones for them. And they're thinking oh, we're actually having discussions with Matt Olson. We're dragging our feet for six years, 180, which is totally fair for a guy like Freddie Freeman. Yeah, It's the girlfriend thing where I'm thinking to myself, I feel like I'm getting cheated on. I might, you know what? Los Angeles Dodgers, maybe I will take your call. New York Yankees, maybe I will take your call. Because if that's the team that's not going to be behind me from the get-go, and maybe, maybe with the lockout, maybe they are just waiting but I don't understand because six for one hundred and eighty is so reasonable. I would understand if Freddie was coming out and be like, yeah, I deserve 10 for 300. Then it could be like, all right, well, we got to work some things out, but a totally fair deal like that. I don't understand why they're dragging their feet. I've just in this day, (laughs) Jack, like Monday and Tuesday, I felt confident. I'm like, I understand why these guys are making their deals. The Rangers, not so much, but still I'm glad
1: that they were doing it. This today, I just felt confused I think a lot of people felt like they, they had to press. Like, I think the Cubs just pressed to go get a notable starting pitcher. That's the vibe that I just got in the Freddie Freeman thing. I do like your analogy there to the girlfriend. It it feels like going out to dinner with your work friend that turns out to be a six, three super hot guy. And it's like, ah, shit, I can't compete with that. So it better just be dinner with a work friend. Um, But then when your girlfriend goes to dinner with him four or five times, it's like, oh, this became a Thursday ritual. Maybe you say, you know what? Like, maybe I should take Sheila to go get sushi after. Yes. Right? Doesn't it feel like he's getting cheated on? (sighs) Yeah. But like, how do you interpret cheating? You know what I mean? Like, it's just business. It's just work.
0: But I feel like there's certain players within baseball where it's not like that.
1: Yeah. Like it goes beyond business. But here's the thing. Maybe it doesn't. What's maybe with- for none of them, it never is. But what's up with Kershaw right now? You know what I mean? Like,
0: Kershaw's in a different discussion, though, because it feels like Kershaw might want to go back to the Texas Rangers because he lives there. I don't know if that's not the same thing to me because Kershaw's most likely looking for a one, maybe a two-year deal at this point. Freddie is still the best first baseman in baseball. Kershaw's not the best pitcher in baseball anymore. If this was prime Kershaw, like 29-year-old Kershaw or something, I'd feel a different way, but we saw Kershaw's body kind of break down a little bit. We've seen his stuff deteriorate a little bit. I mean, he's still Clayton Kershaw. And he's still one of the premier pitchers in baseball, but still.
1: By the way, we just ran two minutes long on the meeting between Major League Baseball and the Union, so uh, that shows you how little they care about this continuing. They were ready to go for a lockout. I mean, everybody knew that it was already coming and the duration of that meeting being seven minutes earlier today between Major League Baseball and the Players Union is asinine. Why meet? Why meet? Why meet? Just start
0: why the meet? lockout earlier. If you're not actually going to talk, why talk? Like, don't... I feel like they almost just did that for public perception, just to like, oh, we gotta have to go meet, even though both sides know we're not getting a deal done today.
1: Yeah. it. it you know, to... To tie it back into a romantic analogy here, it's like dragging a, a plus one to a wedding where they just mope around and say, like, damn, I wish I was back in Philly for this Eagles game tomorrow, but I'm going to be stuck here in Delaware at this bullshit wedding. It's like, you know what? <laughs> if you're going to be this toxic, go wait in the car. Like, Drive your ass. Go wait in the I car. It's Like, just go wait in the car. Like, don't do this to us. Don't give us this gleaming sense of hope that you can come to this resolution at the last hour and not even try to do it. It would be one thing if they met for like six hours and they said, you know what? Like, screw it. We're going into lockout mode. We just couldn't come to a deal. I appreciate that because that shows a teensy bit of effort. An hour would have shown me a teensy bit of effort. And you had people fly in for this meeting and it was seven minutes long it doesn't mean anything I'm off my soapbox with that let's talk about Chris Taylor going to the Dodgers because this was really fun and this was the most important move the Dodgers needed to make to yes. stay the World Series frontrunner going into next year
0: isn't Corey I mean isn't Chris Taylor like that Swiss army knife that you feel like every team if you're going to win a title you need a guy like that a guy you can plug and play that's what Chris Bryant kind of feels like now I mean Chris Bryant is not He's not labeled like a utility guy, but also Arm and I were talking about it yesterday. I feel like the term utility guy has been taken a weird way. Like it's some negative when it should be some positive. For example, Joey Wendell going to the Marlins, you see a Marlins Twitter. He's just a utility man. Would you prefer if he was just a second baseman? I don't understand why utility guy is being downgraded, especially with a guy like Chris Taylor, who's hit all the way through and can is so versatile. I love the deal with the Dodgers. I did think that there was a strong possibility that he was going with the Mariners. Cause I don't think the Mariners are done, but now with the Cubs now involved, I kind of think Chris Bryant might go back to Chicago, but I'm, I'm kind of getting off track here.
1: I don't see that happening. I, I think Chris Bryant in Seattle makes a ton of sense. Like did Chris you see Bryant Marcus Stroman fits that market.
0: Did you see Marcus Stroman happening?
1: No, we're
0: not <laughs> like, it was funny during the TikTok live. I mean, your guy, Matt Spiegel, your uncle, he broke the news. Yeah. And I, I was on live because I've been saying Marcus Stroman in the Cardinals nonstop. Marcus Stroman induces a lot of contact. He's not a huge strikeout guy. You put him behind that defense, seemed like the perfect fit to me.
1: But then he goes to their rival. It's weird. It's weird. My thought here on Marcus Stroman is, or not Stroman, Chris Taylor. My thought here on Chris Taylor is there's a really simple fix to dealing with Chris Taylor and making sure that you don't run into this scenario again, where he feels like he needs to jump ship and go be a marquee guy. Yeah, Make him your starting second baseman, make Trey Turner your shortstop, and when you feel like you need to get Luxem at bats, put Chris Taylor in the outfield. It's very very simple. Chris Taylor should be an everyday player for you. You should be paying him like an everyday player. Absolutely. And he should not be this fit where he's needed thing. He should be Chris Taylor. I can put you anywhere, and you're going to succeed. You're going to be our second baseman. But if we need to go, if we need you to go hop in a corner outfield spot, you're going to do it for one game, and then you're right back to a spot that you can call home. I want to see Chris Taylor have a home with these Dodgers. Because he was always, oh, by the way, they have Chris Taylor. That's not what he should be paid like. He's a lot better than an oh-by-the-way player. I agree. And that's why I think he was so coveted. That's why we heard so many teams interested
0: in his services, because he feels like a winning piece, above all else. Feels like a winning piece. Like a guy like that, like I said, should be on a World Series roster. i got to turn off this light. It's so bright in my room. (laughs) (laughs) But – I also want to move on to another deal. I mean, we haven't even talked about this. Rocio Iglesias signed a four-year, $56 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels. And you know me. When I see long-term reliever contracts, I'm immediately terrified. Is Rossiel Iglesias a good reliever? Absolutely. But, you know, we'll see how that contract unfolds. I don't know. What did you think about the Rocio Iglesias to the Angels deal?
1: I, I think that if the Angels wanted to retain him, they needed to pay a lot of money. And I think they did, and they probably gave him a year more than anybody else was willing to give him. The thing about bullpen arms is, you know, with Rysel Iglesias, obviously you just paid him to be your closer. Mm -hmm. But if you're not a closer, like look at Kendall Graveman, right? He is a reliever. He's not necessarily a closer. He can throw an eighth inning, and he can be the best in baseball at throwing an eighth inning. You know, they want to go to winners. They want to go where their eighth inning matters. They don't need to go to a 500 team. With closers, you go where the opportunity to close is. Mark Melanson just signed a two-year deal with the Diamondbacks. Jesus. You know, you know it was kind of funny about that. I was talking with Aram and he was like, Mark
0: Melanson is so smart because Mark Melanson is going to have a good first half, then get traded to a contender probably from the Diamondbacks what do the Diamondbacks need to control? Like they need to keep the ninth inning clean when it's nine to four and they're losing and they just don't want to lose by six, but they want to lose by five. Is that their goal? I think almost they're using him as a trade piece to go get a prospect during the, during the middle of the year. They,
1: they just traded or they just signed for financial value, right? They just signed, Literally. you know, look at Mark Melanson. We just spent 17 million bucks. How much do we value two blue chip prospects? 17 million bucks. Yeah. I think fair. that's exactly what happened.
0: That's it's a funny deal because you never, why would a Mark Melanson go there? And why would the diamondbacks do that? I almost feel like they're in cahoots with each other. They're like, they yeah, we're, we're going to send you somewhere sick, but we're, we're going to get that value out of you, but we're going to pay you too. And he's, you know, he's probably thinking to himself, you know what? No one else is offering me a two-year deal. It kind of makes sense. And I get
1: to live in Scottsdale for six months. Not too bad. Not too bad of a deal. Not too bad of a deal. Let's go. Scottsdale is awesome. Um, yeah. I, now, Melanson, like he's a closer, right? He's going to be the closer for the Diamondbacks. And a team that is winning that needs a closer is going to go get Mark Melanson. Rysel Iglesias is a closer. Mm-hmm. So he turned out to be one of the best closers in baseball this past year. He needed big money to go to a team that wasn't a winner right away. And the Angels, yes, they look like a winner each year. They never turn out to be a winner each year. But, you know, you always go in and hope, oh, shit, maybe this is the year, right? Like, okay, we got Syndergaard now and a healthy trout. And Otani, we know what he can do. And, you know, maybe they're not done. Maybe they go get, say, a Suzuki. It's, it's just this great opportunity for Raisa Iglesias to get his bag, be somewhere familiar, and also have that closer role. And they pay and him like their closer. And that's the thing.
0: It's not that I don't like the Rossio Iglesias deal for next year, because if you think about it for next year, the angels are going to get back like 14 F war from trout and Rendon. If they provide the exact kind of things that they've been doing their entire careers, Rendon has been dealing with injuries. Obviously trout has had the injury bug, but if they're healthy, you're adding some, some of the best free agents on the market. Mike Trout is still the best player in baseball and Anthony Rendon is still one of the best. I like the Rossio Iglesias move for next year. And that's what I think the angels are doing right now. They're, They're paying the extra amount of money to compete for next year. And if you look at the AL West, if we're previewing the AL West, if the Mariners don't add another star like a Chris Bryant, are we projecting them to win the division? Now the Houston Astros, they lose Carlos Correa potentially. Are we still projecting them to win the division? You know, the A's... Might trade Matt Olsen. This division is kind of wide open. So I think the Angels, look, they could realistically win the division with this team as constructed right now. Will they? Because their starting pitching isn't that strong. They could use another guy.
1: But I mean, this is a real team. With Iglesias at the back end, with Syndergaard as the frontline guy, with a full year of Detmers, with Sandoval, with uh, who else do they have? The Suarez Suarez is Jose good. Suarez. Yeah, and Sandoval's a good pitcher. He is like, do you, you know, if you go into next year and the Astros don't sign anybody of note, are you looking at the angels with a healthy Rendo and healthy trout, you know, Otani firing on all cylinders, a full year, of Brandon Marsh full year at Joe Adele. If, if you want, you can see Jordan Upton. Adams coming up. Are they Jared your division Walsh. winners? If you look on paper right now, the angels have one of
0: the best rosters in the AL West. Does that result in wins? That's what we have to find out. But if we're looking straight at rosters, hard not to
1: put them near the top. Yeah, I mean, I think Seattle's my pick right now, but also Seattle totally outperformed expectations in 2021. So how do you value them? But also, like a guy like Jared Kelnick had a really rough season. Does he
0: bounce back, and is he even better? Do other guys take step backs? Like a J.B. Crawford, is he still going to be the same guy? Is yeah, Ty you, France still going to be the same guy? I think Ty France will, but we just don't know. But you know what? With that regression, you also have Kyle Lewis back healthy. It's exactly
1: there. Are it's like all you, these other rude...
0: people regressing. Remember, they're going to lose out on Yusei Kikuchi, but then they sign Robbie Ray. It's like, I don't, I don't know. It, they're, they're losing, adding, losing, adding. And that's why I was kind of bummed. They didn't get Chris Taylor, even though I think Chris Taylor fits. That's why I think they'll be in on Chris Bryant. But then again, if they don't get Chris Bryant, they don't get Nick Cassianos. And also we're seeing Nick Cassianos, possibly a Padre. Yeah. That's the rumor mill starting. Yeah.
1: I, Peter, I've just, I've, I've just got a lot of problems with how the Padres operate. Like why Nick Castianos? Well,
0: Will Myers is not the answer. Outside, I mean, Tommy Fam, you know, Trent Grisham is really their only outfielder at this point that you know is going to be a mainstay. So it doesn't, it's not, it makes some sense. It just depends on the money, what he's going to ask for. But I mean, Nick Castellanos rakes, but he's also coming from Great American Ballpark where it's very easy to hit. So I'm curious, he goes over to Petco, which is a notorious pitchers park. How well does he hit there? Does that
1: even matter that much? Possibly not, but it might. I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard. You've got a couple of firecrackers on that team with Tatis and Machado and Castellanos, If that's the case, I mean, would be a fun team. The the another thing that just throws me all sorts of different ways about the Padres is they just traded for Jorge Alfaro. Like, how does he fit in here? I, you know what I mean. There are all these deals that. You know, you look at one and you say, wow, Nick Castellanos, let's go. And then you see Jorge Alfaro for player to be named later or cash. And I'm like, this hurts my brain a little bit. It doesn't make any sense what they do. They just do things. They just
0: do things. Also, um, another point of note, James Paxton signed with the Red Sox for one year, 10 million dollars. Kind of an interesting deal, because if you can get the same James Paxton that was kind of dominant when he pitched in Fenway, was it against the Red Sox? Of course, but he has a knack for pitching in Fenway, too, and this is a guy who's been dominant when healthy, when unhealthy, he's dealt with a back thing, he's dealt with multiple injuries, if they can, at one year, $10 actually really like that deal for the Red Sox because if he could come back and be 90, 80% of what prime James Paxson was, I mean, you've got a very
1: solid pitcher for $10 bucks. You do, but you've got a lefty in the mid-90s because he's not upper 90s anymore. I can promise you that. You've got a lefty in the mid-90s throwing to the Yankees all the time. It's a bunch of power righty bats. But that's only one team in the equation. Yeah, but like the Blue Jays, a bunch of power righty bats.
0: I mean, you're not wrong, but I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. But they do, they lost Eduardo Rodriguez. You know, I guess he's kind of maybe going to fill that role. I mean, I don't know if he's Erod is a better pitcher than James Paxton, of course, at this point. Yeah. But I think they're kind of looking for him, I guess, to fill that role. I mean, you're not just going to go all right handed pitchers because the
1: couple teams in your division have crazy big right handers. They've got, like, this, this 2015 super rotation right now with Chris Sale, Michael Waka, James Paxton. I mean, that, that's a three-headed monster from hell in 2015. That's a good point. That's crazy. They're all
0: 30-something white guys. Another deal I like. Alex Cobb to the Giants. Two years, $20 million. Alex Cobb. You know, we see the Alex Woods of the world. We see the Desclafani's, the Cuetos. The Giants know how to turn guys like this around. I'm projecting an actual big year for Alex Cobb next year with the Giants. Because Alex Cobb was pretty good with the Angels this year. And doesn't it feel like the Giants are just going to retool him a little bit and make him kind of dominant?
1: Well, the Angels exemplify pitching idiocy. (laughs) And the Giants are... I it just, it's Farhan magic. He just looks at these guys and says, you're going to get better. And Alex Cobb says, Oh shit. Farhan said, okay. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm better now. <laughs> like, it's almost like this spell that he puts on. I like it. I like the deal. D- did you, um,
0: did you notice the uh, prospect that went over in the deal for Joey Wendell, Cameron Meisner, because yeah. I, I made a joke on Twitter
1: guy going over to the Rays probably going to be in the hall of fame yeah probably cameron cameron meisner is he strikes out all the time strikes out all the time but he's an athletic guy who can hit some bombs so he is a a high value return there some people really liked him some people didn't really like him too much meisner is is the guy that probably does one thing really well. That's how I heard the Rays operate, especially with pitching, right? They they take the outcasts that do one thing exceptionally well, and they just tell them to rely on the one thing, and they just rip it. Like Nick Anderson, it's just this weirdo who was bouncing around, didn't really have a home, but then like over the top, he throws this fastball that looks like it's rising because it has no drop, and the, the spin is crazy good. They just said, you know what? Like, lean into that. Do it. Yeah. They did that with Oliver Drake. They did that with Chaz Rowe and the slider. They do it with hitters, too. They did it with Yandi Diaz. They said, you know what? Lean into this mega power that you have. Brandon Lau just hit 40 bombs. Like, they tell these guys to lean into the one thing they do really well. If Meisner is just be an athlete, we don't care how much you strike out, there is a chance that Meisner turns into that. But... For Joey Wendell, it's fair because the Marlins, I think they've got this quicker window than most people realize. I agree. I do think they have a quicker window. You gotta,
0: I mean, when you have a starting rotation like Sandy Alcantara, Trevor Rogers, Pablo Lopez, you gotta capitalize on that. That's not every day that you get three young studs, and those are three young studs. You can put them in the playoffs, they can compete against anybody. All you gotta do is add to the offense. Avisel Garcia, four years, 53. Kind of a lot of money. But if you're going for it this year, you know, maybe, maybe,
1: maybe that's not too bad of a deal. Here's the way I put it earlier this week Avi Garcia should be paid that much money. Was it a smart deal for the Marlins? I don't know. But Avi Garcia is worth $50 million because he is so supremely talented. And there is not a, a crazy big pool of people as talented as, Arv- as Avi Garcia in baseball. So if you've got this, like, Hey, you're looking to be like, look at, I mean, come on. No, I'm saying, listen, this guy hits the shit out of the ball. He also is in the 88th percentile in sprint speed. There are not many people that do both those things.
0: Okay. Right. All right. I see what you're saying there. I didn't know so, he's in the 88th percentile in sprint speed. We know he's an athlete. I didn't know that. That is actually a good, yeah, that's good. Right.
1: If you've got, you know, eight years plus of service time, you've proved that you are a consistent big leaguer. Avi Garcia has okay years. He has good years. He doesn't have unbelievable MVP caliber years. He doesn't have Salt. dog shit years, right? Yes. He's a solid player that is really athletically gifted. He's worth $50 million at this stage of baseball. So the Marlins, I think that was like a, the right number to pay. I just don't think he made sense for the Miami Marlins. It's also, um,
0: Miami has also come out and said that we don't necessarily need a center fielder because we have Alvisel Garcia. That's where I was thinking, wait, well, you kind of do need a center fielder because I don't know if throughout that contract you can rely on Alvisel Garcia being your center fielder. I understand the speed, but I mean, you're probably not relying on
1: that as his position moving forward. No, I think you should sign him as a left fielder. But hey, don't forget Victor, Victor Mesa. <laughs> Sucks. So sucks. Um, sucks. But I mean, you think about the Marlins staff too, and I feel like this should be arm on the pod right now, but you think about the Marlins staff and while you have Sandy, while you have Pablo Lopez, while you have Sixto Sanchez coming back, you've also got Edward Cabrera. You've also got Max Meyer. You've also got Jake Eater all looking like they can get there this year. They're not going to be firing on all cylinders this year, but you've got just this gluttony of young pitching and the window is going to creep up as those guys get better. The window starts to open a little bit for you.
0: And also, did you see Kim Nang, she uh, said, we got one more move in the pipeline, one more big move, and she winked at the camera. I was it's like, probably,
1: you think it's Cedric Mullins?
0: Oh. Not until the second. I was thinking potentially Nick Cassianos. He's already a South Florida guy. I don't know. I could see it being a trade. I like it. But you'd have to give up a lot now for Cedric Mullins. You're trading for him at peak value. He's coming off a a 30-30 season. It could be his best ever. It could be for what's to come. That's the interesting question.
1: Hey, let's
0: talk Corey Kniebel going to Philly real quick. Yeah, good job, Philly. You look like a good reliever. And I like that. I like that they didn't overpay for relievers. And that's what I was saying about the Padres. When they were signing Tim Hill, Emilio Pagan for these smaller term deals, that's how I think bullpen should be constructed. So I, I like that deal for Philly. Corey Kniebel, saw him in the playoffs
1: for the Dodgers good reliever good job philly i like it how about dylan bundy to minnesota yeah that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) it is he and bailey ober are the same person one is six eight and skinny as hell one is not six eight and not skinny as hell but they are somehow the same person it was so funny on the live too um an angels fan commented
0: like have fun with dylan bundy twins fan he's fucking horrible (laughs) How
1: about, uh? do you remember? Do you want to know about mean, something
0: else that, that kind of ruined my day during the live? Wait, hold on. Looking I'll, up sticky substances? And just a bunch of porn came out. Oh. Didn't like it. No, that's no good. Hey, Why is Twitter doing that?
1: I'm obviously I'm, looking for baseball stuff. Because Twitter sucks, dude. Yeah. Listen, I'm sure you watched because you're a diehard Yankee fan, but hot summer day this past year, Dylan Bundy at Yankee Stadium. Just blue chunks behind the mound <laughs> That's just my that's my Dylan Bundy, just engraved memory in the back of my mind. It's just when someone says Dylan Bundy, I see the the vomit spewing out of his mouth. I just feel like, and this is no this is no slight
0: to twins fans, but and this is no slight to the twins organization at all. But doesn't it feel like if Dylan Bundy had signed with the Rays or sign with the Astros or sign with the Giants or the Brewers. You'd be like, oh, maybe they see something. But then he signs Dude. with the Twins and you're like, all right. <laughs> I don't know what like I don't know what they see because I don't know. Sorry. I don't know how to I don't know how to say that while being nice, other than I don't think that the Twins know what they're doing in terms of starting pitching.
1: I don't think you have to be nice. I want to be Girl, when nice was the me. last twins time? Twins have the, been very nice. When was the last time the Twins actually looked like they knew what they were doing with starting pitching? Was it Johan Santana and Francisco Liriano? Did they
0: know what they were doing there, or were those just two great talents that happened to be? So, on the like
1: twins? that's how I feel about the Twins with Barrios. I think Barrios was just really, really talented and outpitched what the Twins were trying to do.
0: I think I agree with you completely.
1: <laughs> so maybe those guys were just super talented. The, this past week has been kind of crazy because this was the free agent frenzy that we had no idea was coming. And I don't know if we've ever seen a free agent frenzy as concentrated as this, Mm -hmm. at least in recent baseball memory, you know, trade deadlines, you see this type of thing going on, but this was on a whole nother level. And now baseball goes from firing at 150% to a full stop and I mean, the water is going to be eerily tranquil next week.
0: And we've seen this too. I mean, now teams are kind of just stepping back and we're like, we're going to wait till after the CBA. And I even see Yankee fans on Twitter calling for Brian Cashman's head. A lot of these big market teams haven't really done anything yet. And I think either teams are fully in and saying we want to do everything before this deadline Or teams are fully out and say, we need to wait on it. Because, for example, Universal DH, that changes a lot of things. Because in the National League, that makes a guy like Nick Castellanos much more valuable, right? That you can then put him at DH. A lot of these individual guys. So I understand the waiting, but I also understand fans getting upset not seeing their team do anything when other teams seem to be getting all the guys. And then maybe they're not even available. Like if you wanted to wait till after the CBA is agreed upon, maybe the guys just won't be left. It's hard. It's hard. This is something that we've never experienced before. Now, what's great is we're gonna talk again tomorrow. And we'll break it all down
1: again. Yeah, I might take tomorrow off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. He's Peter, I'm Jack. Every link you need is in the episode description. Um, a couple of good t-shirt deals still going here as we get into the holiday season here. What are you bumping right now? Mariah Carey, Michael Buble, Ariana Grande. What do you got? Uh, I mean, I just, I don't
0: listen to any of that stuff. I've never been a Christmas music guy. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a Christmas movie guy. Yeah. as You probably can understand considering I'm not a movie guy at all.
1: Christmas music. I'm not really one to get into the holidays as yeah. much so as like in, in that Peter Apple sense. does. Here's what Peter does, guys. So Peter, on Christmas Eve, 9 p.m., everybody's in their PJs, sitting around the Yule log, letting the fire crack. And Peter says, hey, you guys mind if I pull up MLB.tv? I want to watch Philly's Brewers from July 14th. I mean, apparently that was a really good start from Nola, and I got to see if my mind is deceiving me on him. I mean, what else would you expect from me? That's exactly what I'm doing.
0: Cause I, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm too addicted to this stuff, yeah. but use code hot stove for 15% off just baseball merch. You can find it in the link to our description. You can also find it on our Shopify store. You can find it on our Instagram at just baseball fans. Go check out the new one at just baseball fans. We also have at, at just baseball show. Just baseball fans is keeping you updated on every single transaction and the just baseball show Instagram it's clips from TikTok. it's memes we're keeping it light. We're keeping it fun. And that's what I got for you.
1: That's fair. Um, I am going to start on just Gridiron fans, our football TikTok. Yes, you give out NFL picks and you you kick ass with those. I've been uh, bad lately. What? I've been bad lately. I'm 0
0: for my last four. We were 30 and 21 on the season. Now I'm 30 and 25. It's just not nearly as nearly a good record anymore. Are we out on the Seahawks now? I hate them. That was one of the worst football games I've ever watched in my entire life. I hate it. I hated it. It was punt after punt after punt after punt. People are making too many excuses for Russell Wilson. Is Russell Wilson an actual MVP quarterback anymore? I don't know. How many times is the O-line bad? I mean, he has plenty of weapons. DK's there. Tyler Lockett's there. I know Chris Carson is injured, but Alex Collins isn't that bad. Whatever. We can make a football podcast. We'll talk about that at another time
1: yeah well i was gonna say this weekend uh starting on friday i'm gonna start pumping out conference championship game previews so we're gonna start with the mac because the mac is nearest and dearest to my heart niu and kent state that's gonna be a hell of a game that's gonna be a hell of a game crazy game there are also games that a lot more people care about so i'll I'll pump out content on those too but i mean you got to keep your eyes peeled for this mac championship game preview cool thank you everybody